Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Demar Butt waiting patiently on the line, like he always does. He joins us on the overnight crowd. It is Mr. Dan Williams. It's uh, the man they call Pommy in Oz. You can find all his social handles at Pommy in Oz is where you can find all his handiwork. And he joins us on the line like he always does. Very good evening to you, Pommy, my friend. How are you? Oh, good evening, my friends. I'm not bad. How are you? I'm, I'm very, very well. Uh, well, you've got um, a big couple of hours coming up. I think we've got a big couple of days coming up. What have we got? We've got England and then England uh, gets underway in the World Cup next week as well from a football perspective, mate. You must be you must be itching at the bit to get, uh, to get these games going. Uh, hey, mate, I spent the afternoon with my wife for probably the first time uh, in about five days. It's been a, a <laughs> and I probably won't see you now for two more weeks. It's, uh, it, it, it's very sport heavy at the moment at home, but no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we, we we love a bit of sport in this household. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Your um your lady is getting into the final of the the rugby league uh, women's world cup, uh, but the the lads weren't able to. They weren't able to beat Samoa, even though they thumped them earlier in the tournament. Uh, Samoa getting the job done uh, a couple of days ago, but isn't that just the case with? Isn't that just always the case with England at these events? Sometimes they just uh, just the let down. Mate, the uh, it, they, they love a semi final. Oh, the English team, God, do they uh, ever? And and it, it seems to be a struggle. I mean. They did so well to stay in that game as well. It has to be said um, because it looked like we'd lost it about three times in that last 10 minutes. Um, credit, though, to Samoa. Uh, I mean, you've, you've got to say it. I mean, Herbie Farnworth did his best to try and get England across the line. But when you get into Golden Point and two absolutely appalling decision makes from um, the British, from the English, and uh, unfortunately the Samoans deserve that from start to finish, really. They were the better side. I mean, uh, young Stephen Crichton got balls of steel. There he, has. <laughs> he does. Uh, How was that? That drop goal was incredible, wasn't it? Mate, absolutely. And he his two tries he took incredibly well as well. I mean, nearly won them the game at the death as well with that beautiful solo intercept try. Read it straight from the pack beautifully, sir. I mean, it's going to be a good one. I mean, I, I, I suspect Australia, though, are going to give them a hiding. Australia are, are too strong, too good. Yeah, you would think, uh, j- just from a league perspective, Australia, I mean, <laughs> Australia is always very, very, very difficult to beat from a league perspective. I don't think, look, from a from a union perspective, it's, it's probably the opposite story, but I think Australia has always led the way from from a rugby league perspective. And, I mean, it, it's, it, it is the favourite to, to win this game tonight. And, you know, just given it's a very, very strong lineup as well. And Josh Adokar, by golly, he's been, um, to say he's been on fire this tournament, I think, 
I think is a gross understatement. I think he's been he's been absolutely fantastic. Try after try after try after try, and it's just a it's a star studded league lineup, and um, you know made the best team win. But I think Australia, uh, I think Australia just has too much class and too many match winners across the field. It's been that way for a long, long time mm. as well. I mean, I, I, I remember when the one bits of glory for when we used to be Great Britain and we used to play in this Tri Nations with you guys and was Jamie Pe- Peacock getting into a little fisticuffs with Big Willie Mason. I mean, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it, it's quite well supported in England, uh, rugby league. But mm. I mean, the NRL is just another level. If you ever get up late and watch the Super League in the UK to the NRL, you guys are on a different playing ability. doesn't compare. Australia's actually won, uh, I think Australia's won the Rugby League World Cup 11 times. So looks like it's going to be 12 just based on, you know, the teams that have gone out there and the form has shown this, this tournament. But uh, maybe, maybe your English girls can, can cause an upset against the, the Gillaroos. I know the Gillaroos are an outright favourite in this game, but uh, stranger things have happened in World Cup finals. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be one of them ones, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be it's tough for them, but, I mean, the Gillaroos are just such a strong, strong Team. I mean, yeah. they've named a, a full-strand squad um, playing New Zealand, aren't they? So, I mean, it's going to be an exciting fixture, isn't it? It's it's going to kick off in about an hour, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, Australia versus New Zealand. Can't wait for this game to, to come up. But I think there's, I mean, when you're looking at it from this perspective too, I, I think what we've seen as well, I think women's rugby has sort of taken off. It, there was, it's, I think a lot of their... Um, Look, a, a lot of it's it's been taken, you know, it's been taken by storm. The the New Zealand, the, you know, I think there are a couple of social media posts that have been doing the rounds as well. And I think what I've really liked about from rugby's perspective too is that they're really focusing on the games, which has been fantastic. Mate, there's been some superb games. I mean, yeah. Samoa got. I mean, that's them semi-finals uh, were electric as well like the the quality and the standard of league from the girls has been exemplary i mean you had australia blow them blow out uh papua new guinea and it was an absolute mm. barnstorming 82 pointer and it, it was like textbook rugby as well if you watch the girls play like papua new guinea obviously not the level of the aussies but i mean the aussie girls just you've got to beat what's in front of you and Correct. they dominated and the new zealand england game it looked like England going to get the job done. They started very well, but the Kiwis, when they came, they came hard. So, I mean, they are the two best teams in the world in the women's, and it's going to be a tight game, but mm-hmm. I expect the Gillaroos to hopefully put the first peg in the hole for the Aussie double. It would sound that way, yeah. Uh, just a quick fact check on my behalf. I don't know why the hell I kept saying Australia versus uh, England in this uh, in this uh, women's uh, World Cup final. It's Australia versus New Zealand. I think I need a coffee, Pommy. I literally, I have it right in front of me here on my run sheet, Australia versus New Zealand, Australia versus Samoa, and I keep saying Australia versus England. So Andy off the text message, thank you very much for correcting me on that. New Zealand did beat England in the semi-final of the Women's Rugby League World Cup. I had my mind on that because I, I was watching that game earlier today. I was watching the replay. I've got Australia versus New Zealand right in front of me. 
which is coming up at quarter past 12, Melbourne time here, Australian daylight time. And then it's Australia versus Samoa after that. So but my mind's in a bit of a frazzle at the moment. But Andy and Pobby, thank you very much. Nice little early fact check for me. <laughs> Sorry, we got your back, mate. Um, it, it was nice to believe England were in a I final. Think, I think that I think when I press the delay on button here in the studio, I think it delayed me. Fair enough, mate. <laughs> hey, tell you what, you've uh, we got there in the end. We did, we did, we did, we did. All right, what about uh, your lads uh, at the FIFA World Cup? I've got an inkling that you guys are more worried about the beer ban than the actual uh, on-field antics. They. How you go to a tournament for nearly a month and don't drink is beyond me. Like, fair play to any Aussies and Poms who are over in Qatar and not having a nice swift cold one. Yes. It's got to be a nightmare. I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, it, it, it's... I mean, the prices at Qatar at the moment, they're obscene. Someone posted on Twitter that spent $38 on a pie. And I was oh, like, really? Jesus. Wow. Yeah, Jesus. For $38, I'd expect the pie to eat itself. <laughs> Should have gold gold shavings on it or something like that. That'd be, uh, that'd be, that'd be great. $38. Jeez. Well, I mean, I actually think, and I was saying this last night uh, here on the Overnight Crowd, that... I reckon that they've clearly done. They've cle- they clearly knew that they were going to have this alcohol ban at the World Cup, and they've done. They've timed it perfectly because I reckon ninety to ninety-five percent of people attending and involved in the World Cup are already in Qatar. So, w- what are you going to do when this announcement's announced? Leave? Well, I mean, it, I, I'd imagine knowing my fellow countrymen there'll be workarounds. I'd imagine someone sneaking in the old Coke bottle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be very disappointed in my uh, native country and uh, my beloved homeland of Australia if no one's trying to dodge them arrows. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, obviously, I mean, first and foremost, you've got to respect another, cult- uh, another country's culture. You are representing your cult- country. I doubt it'll happen, though, but, I mean, fair enough. I mean, it- it's not going to be accepted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Qatar has pulled the swift one there. But like you say, you're already there now. You're in the scorching heat. I mean, can you imagine telling your wife, oh, I'm coming home, babe? Yeah. <laughs> after all that, after the thousands of dollars you spent. I think that what you've got to see from, from that perspective too, you've got to look at both sides of the coin and say, well, you know, I think from a Western world perspective, when we look at it and we go to these events, I think our culture is... You know, not not uh, um, not to go there and just get absolutely, you know, have a massive drink up. Or, but but my, some people do, obviously. But I think it, it's it's normal here to align sort of having a beer and having a drink and and having a social time at the sport with your mates. Whereas you know, when when you go to a different country, say Qatar, where the culture is completely different, um, you know, it's it's a it's a clash of culture there, isn't it? And you can understand the frustration with some people. I mean, personally, I mean, I don't. I don't really care. Like, I go to the footy and go to sport events and uh, around, you know, Australia and around Melbourne, and I don't I don't feel the need. And we've got a text here as well. I've never felt the need to drink beer at a sporting event. Neither have I. But, I mean, if, if, if a mate says, oh, do you want a beer or something, I mean, I, I don't usually go out of my way to go get one. But I can understand why people would be frustrated at it. But, oh, well, what do you do? That's a decision they've made, well, and, and that's it. We're, I don't think we're going to have a World Cup in Qatar for, for as long as we're alive anyway, so... 
Well, I mean, I mean, it's twenty bucks a beer as well. Your price at the moment in Qatar. So, I mean, um, not having a beer at a footy event. I'd love to lie to you and your listeners and go, <laughs> I, Tom, have never been lied before witnessing a game. Um, but I mean, obviously, the rules were going to be the same as the UK, where yep. there's no beers sat down in the venue. You have to leave your seat and go to the allocated bars. So for the Poms, we can't be trusted with beer at a football event in a segregated environment. So, uh, I mean, it's it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. But, I mean, I I think the press are making a lot more of that. Um, The hooligan culture in the UK died you know, when Kylie Minogue stopped making records. Yeah, well, there hasn't, there's no, look, and and what we saw after Euro, the, 20, the Euro 2020 final was, I mean, there were a few obviously abhorrent things that happened after it, but, I mean, if Premier League, like, culture and, and English football and, and Premier League football and even championship and divisions below, there's no, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty clean sport off the field with regards to fans in England now. Like, there's not really... I mean, not not from what I watch and what I see. There's no real hooligan culture in in the stands or away fans or anything like that. Like it, it's it's pretty it's very passionate, obviously. But there's no. It's not like in the in the deeper places of Europe, like in you know the the Balkan countries where we've got like the ultras and stuff, and they go to games like that, you know. And then there is that type of culture there. But I think England has, in in inverted commas, cleaned up its act. But. Um, you know, I, I think I think that's I think England is is one of the, the the nations that we least have to worry about with stuff off the field. Personally, it's I mean it's the little the little famous actor who played the Hobbit that has brought that into the public eye. I I always think uh, with uh, Green Street hooligans. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. It, I mean, I mean, I would say this, and I word this in the nicest possible way. Um, round the ball fans in the UK. Um, as a fan of AFL and and my beloved Rangers, there's no comparison in the passion and what it means to a human being. A- a- AFL doesn't come close. I-, I don't think I've met many AFL fans who are passionate in that I would hold them against. The- they're European cousins. It- it's a different level. Yeah, it is. I'm speaking to my mates in the UK, and suddenly I've got two guys that don't speak to each other because they're Liverpool and Man United, and they're now arranging joint, I mean, England watch along parties and stuff like that. Like, mm. you, when England play uh, an international tournament, I, I wish I could send Aussies to England because it's the most bizarre thing. When England win, everyone's talking to each other. You're, you're there at the bus stop. Yeah. 6am with a hangover and you're asking <laughs> this random guy how are you going did you watch the game at the weekend how good was Harry Kane and then when England lose it's like the weather the, the weather's raining there's smog you, you're miserable you're shouting <laughs> at your boss it, it, it's an uncanny thing it's an uncanny thing and we, we do take it very serious even my wife knows not to speak to me <laughs> during the England games she, she winds me up all the time when Carlton are playing, but she knows that if England are 1-0 down... Leave you alone. I, I'm, yeah, do you know what I mean? I, 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 I'm probably going to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I think that's the way it is. Uh, Pommy, we'll take a break. Uh, after the break, do you want to... Uh, we'll preview the rest of the um, the World Cup. We'll do that, that little mini preview, and then, and then we'll wrap it up for the hour. How's that sound? Sounds drowsy, my friend. Beautiful. Uh, very good, very good. All right, we'll take a break here on the Overnight Crowd. Uh, be back with more right after this. Mornings on SEN. 
Hi, it's Julian Destoop. The one-day series against England is two games in. The Rugby League World Cup finals have been played. The AFLW Grand Final combatants are known. And the Soccer World Cup is about to kick off. I'll be back Monday to take you through it all and let you have your say. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. In stock now. Mornings on SEN. This radio station endorses the commercial radio codes of practice which have been registered by the Australian Broadcasting Authority. The codes relate to taste and decency, accuracy and fairness in news and current affairs, advertising, Australian music content and complaints handling. Copies of the codes are available by contacting this radio station or Commercial Radio Australia on 02-9281-6577. If you feel a code of practice has been breached and you wish to register a complaint, your complaint should be made in writing. See the complaint section at sen.com.au. Sick of waiting, waiting for your coffee, your train, for this ad to end? If you're looking for a new Ford Everest, you don't have to wait. Get into your Ford dealership quick and get into a next-gen Everest quicker with Trend and Ambiente available for immediate delivery. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. Okay, so here's a copy of my quote. Here's a copy of my builder's registration. Here are my insurance details. And here's my Master Builders Victoria membership card. Ah, so you're a Master Builder? Yes. Yes, I am. Give your business a boost. Whether you're a builder or contractor in the residential, commercial or civil construction sector, call Master Builders Victoria today to discuss membership. Call 9411 4555 or visit mbav.com.au. RTO39 They say every lawn is different, and that's true. But for landscapers, the solution is always the same. Install Rainbird. Backed by 80 years of irrigation innovation, easy to use with a massive range suitable for any job from Tom's backyard to your local golf course to the MCG itself. So while every lawn is different, installing Rainbird gives you the same green results every time. Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. Learn more at rainbird.com. Got an event coming up? M1 Traffic Control's experienced team has worked on hundreds of events across the Greater Melbourne and Geelong region. They know exactly what needs to happen before, during and after an event or shut project. M1 work with you every step of the way, ensuring your plan meets all legal and safety requirements. Their excellent track record for any size event speaks for itself. So visit m1tl.com.au. M1 Traffic Control, keeping Melbourne moving. All roads lead to the Sale Greyhound Club. This Boxing Day for Gippsland's biggest party, the Sale Cup. The venue is free for general admission. Or you can choose to do it VIP in the Playtime Trackside Marquee. Maybe let the hair down with more than a 1,000 others in the party paddock. AFL great Gary Ablett will be trackside, plus there'll be live music, entertainment and cash to be won in the Cash Cube, the Sale Cup Boxing Day. Heading to the UK or Europe? Turn one holiday into two at Flight Centre with a luxury stopover in Qatar, home of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Fly to London with Qatar Airways from $1,749 return, including a bonus two-night, five-star stay in Doha. Experience a unique blend of old world meets new with a rich cultural heritage that you won't find anywhere else. David Beckham loves it. You will too. Take a shot. Contact a Flight Centre travel expert today. Flight Centre. 
listening to the Overnight Crowd for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Call us anytime. 1300 736 736 or tweet us at Overnight Crowd. Here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app and through your digital radio dials. Paul Sebastiani here in the SEN studios with you. We're going up to 4am Australian daylight time here on the eastern coast of Australia. Early start to the overnight crowd, late finish as well. Plenty on the agenda from a sporting perspective tonight. We've got two big rugby league World Cup finals to get into and... uh, if you have been tuning in, I've kept um, referring to this Women's Rugby League World Cup final as Australia versus England. It's actually Australia versus New Zealand. I've got it up in front of me here, and I just kept referring to it as Australia versus England. But it is Australia versus New Zealand. The Gillaroos looking to get the job done here past midnight. So in just under an hour's time, we will get underway in that Rugby League Women's World Cup final. And then that will be followed up by Australia versus Samoa in the Men's World Cup final. Australia with a very, very strong outfit on the pitch. Uh, clear favourites to get the job done as well. And then later in the program, we'll be joined by Chris Perkins to chat all things US sports as well. But uh, joining us on the line again, he joined us before the break and uh, he stuck around after the break. We're going to get into a little mini uh, World Cup preview just before we get stuck into it, Pommy. Uh, there's a text coming uh, off the line here. Hearing Pom tell us how deep the pain goes when England loses music to this Aussie's ears. I despise England as much as Collingwood. How's that for you? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, I, I give Australia props. Come on, <laughs> hey, you know, I, look, but you know, I mean, uh, our, our cousins overseas, we call the Aussies. Yeah. You know, they, <laughs> we hate the Americans. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's different when it comes to sport, isn't it? It's just uh, you, everyone sees the red. Everyone sees red <laughs> when, when it when it comes to nation oh. versus nation, don't they? <laughs> Mate, I've got to say, um, I've had a few tussles in my time with Germans, uh, yes. the French, uh, but I've got to say, my fondest memories of Australia, and probably a big part of why I lived here, is uh, in the when we won the Ashes finally, and we decided to knight all of our players because it was such a long thing. <laughs> I've got to say, the banter with Australia in the ponds was probably the most fun I've ever had. Probably, it's a very, I think it's a very respectful hatred. Do you know what I mean? We enjoy beating you, but we also enjoy having a beer with you at the end of the game and having a good crack about it. Um, Aussies can take a bit of banter, which is is rare. I've got to say, if you ever try and have banter with a German, good luck. <laughs> good luck, <laughs> love it. Uh, are you getting uh, are you getting more confident by the day as we creep closer to this, to this World Cup from England's perspective, or are the butterflies just continuing to build? And build because, uh, you know, the World Cup starts Monday morning here, of course, on the SEN Airwaves. Qatar versus Ecuador uh, gets us underway. But England versus Iran. Now, you were saying, and um, I dropped this uh, a couple of days ago as well, that England's group is actually, from a World Cup rankings perspective, each team, it's actually the smallest gap in FIFA rankings between each team. Is that right? Yeah, like you say, look, pro- proper pom, get my excuses in early. Uh, but, <laughs> I love it. But you, you, you've got England as the best-ranked side, fifth in the world, yep. um, and Iran are the worst-ranked side in that group, 20th. So the 15-space gap is the lowest in the um, in the World Cup. So, I mean, is it... Do I say it? Screw it. I'll say it. It's a formality England qualified from that group. I agree. I completely agree with you. 
and hopefully in four weeks' time, I'm not back on the airwaves in tears. <laughs> I think I think it's best you prepare for that. <laughs> I, I apologise to any of my countrymen listening that I've just kiboshed in England's World Cup group campaign. <laughs> I, look, I... <sighs> You know what? And and how many times does this happen? And every, I mean, people in the audience probably look at this as well when they, you know, you're following your sporting team and all the press is negative, everything leading into the tournament is negative, and then something just happens where the complete opposite occurs. And I mean, England, it does have the talent to be able to match it with the best. I think it's just the gelling of the team that needs to really come to the fore. And does the coach really inspire? any confidence and any fire in the belly for those young lads heading into this World Cup. I think that's just what's missing. Mate, you say confidence with the squad. I was born in 1985. I've had confidence in England's squad since the mid-90s. Do you know what I mean? We've had some cracking players. Um, Unfortunately, good players don't make a good team. And we're going to come on to your beloved Australian scene. I mean... My confidence levels are quite high. Um, I went shopping with my wife today, though, and when I caught her buying an Iranian, a United States, and a Welsh shirt, <laughs> I started to question why I married an Australian. Um, because, I, because she was proud of herself that she could name two players for Wales. So, uh, But I said, you name a player. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. It's, I agree with what you're saying. I think... Unless something changes, my gut says England go out in the, in the round of 16 stage. Um, I, I don't think England... Uh, I think they're defensively prudent enough yes. to win it, which is yes. historically what happens. Yep. Good defensive teams win it. I just don't see how England can score two goals with with what they've taken with the projected lineups. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. I hope I'm wrong, but... Uh, I, I just, I, I can't see it. No, nah, that's as, understandable. As my granddad It's understandable. Say. Yes. Uh, all right. Look, shall we quickly zip through Group C? Group C. I don't, I don't think anyone's coming near Argentina and Poland. I don't think Saudi Arabia and Mexico. Maybe Mexico can maybe cause a few headaches, but this should look. This looks like a formality. I've got Argentina to win the whole thing, um, and Poland. Uh, you know, Poland are a strong squad as well. I think it's A from B here. I don't think we have to put too much time into this one. I mean, it's a sad time. Lionel Messi's probably last World Cup. I, yep. I, I think that's going to fire them up. Um, I, I don't mind Poland, though, in this as well. I think that, that they'll run it close. And don't count the Saudis out. I don't think they'll qualify, but I can see the Saudis being a little bit of a pain in the old proverbial okay. for some of these sides. I, I, I've got a sneaky feeling that that's, the Saudi Arabia may control who out of Poland and Mexico goes through in this group. I, I think that may, may be that potential banana skin. Okay, like it, like it. All right, Group D, Australia. Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. I know that grates people's ears. People hate that chant. I think people like that yeah. chant anymore. But the Green yeah. and Gold Army, uh, geez, tough group, mate. France, Denmark, Tunisia. I mean, the heart always says that, you know, that fighting underdog Aussie spirit is going to come to the fore. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it definitely will. But at the end of the day, you, you need the talent 
to be able to match it on the field as well. And I just feel like we, we don't have it at all. I think it's going to be France, Denmark. I think France and Denmark, this is going to be a good little head-to-head battle between these two teams. Tunisia to finish third, Australia last. But I think it'll be a nice tussle between France and Denmark. I think it'll come down to that game. I think France and Denmark will beat both Tunisia and Australia. And then it will just come down to who wins out of France and Denmark and who gets the results in those games, which will determine uh, who goes who goes on top in Group D. I've got to say, I am disappointed in a lot of Aussies because they've really gone into this tournament and I've seen like some posts saying, oh, we're going to lose 10-0 to France. No, no they're not. Yeah, they're not going yeah, to lose 10-0 yeah. to France. One thing that impresses me about Australia at these international events, going back to 2006, is... Their togetherness. And we Correct. talk about England, they've got a great team, but they don't play well together. The thing about Australia is they play hard and they play with each other, and they're not going to be a pushover for sides. And do I think they'll qualify? No. Do I want them to qualify with all my heart? I will be supporting Australia at all three games. Uh, I'll be hoping that they progress. Um, but I agree with you. Um, I, I don't think France will win this group, though. I, I, I think there's an injury crowd over Benzema. Yes, there um, is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very young midfield. He's going to be carrying that. And Kamavinga is going to be carrying a lot of that um, weight of expectation on French shoulders. Um, and Denmark have really been pushed by the media because of their amazing Euros run, um, which I, I think may cloud where Denmark really are okay. as a footballing nation. But I do think Denmark and France will push, but I, I really hope. Uh, I think if you if you can sneak a draw, you've got the perfect draw, I think, to sneak in. We always have a team that sneaks in. Costa Rica did it a few years ago yes. in a group concerning England and your boys. It's Italy, if you Correct. remember. Correct, I do remember, they, they, yeah. They, they shot the world. So there is a model there, and they have the same draw. They're playing the favourites first, second favourites last, with the easiest team in the middle. So if they can sneak say a nil-nil mm. against France and they beat Tunisia or if they lose 2-1, keep it close and there's a little bit of a tail wag from the Aussies. I would want to be Denmark going into that with one win, one loss against the Aussies and Aussies needing to win. I'd, I'd love to see that. So get behind the Socceroos. Come on, yep. if a Pom's telling you to get behind the Socceroos, <laughs> everyone needs to get down to Rebel Sport tomorrow. Get the green and gold guernsey and I'll teach you some songs. Love it. I love it. All right, let's quickly zip through the rest of the groups. We've only got about five minutes to go until we get to this uh, main ad break. Uh, we've got, uh, what have we got up next? Group uh, Group e. e, Germany, Japan, Spain, Costa Rica. Is this A from B, Germany, Spain? Tough to see those two teams really dropping points uh, against uh, Japan, I, I Costa Rica. Of, I couldn't think of many teams in the world that I hate more than Germany and Spain. <laughs> so, I mean, this, this group here is horrendous, but... I can't see any of the other teams no. challenging them. I think, and no. I've got a feeling as well. People are really downplaying Germany's skill level, mm. and I look at that team. They've got some very, very good young players. Musala is one of the best players, even though he is a pom, but he now plays for Germany. Um, he's, he's absolutely world class, and the Germans have a horrible habit 
have been good at a World Cup, they don't do, they? They do, don't they? <laughs> they do. They definitely do. Uh, all right, Group, uh, what are we on? Uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, Group F, Belgium, Canada, uh, and who else is in this Group F? Uh, Morocco. Oh, Morocco and Croatia. And Croatia. Yes, that's right. Uh, Croatia, strong strong World Cup team. They always perform at the World Cup. Uh, Belgium, I mean, they've been the dark horse in these tournaments for about 85 years and just haven't, haven't really shown much. And Canada, well, uh, they won the CONCACAF, I think, uh, to to get into to get into this World Cup, but um, it's just so hard seeing Kevin De Bruyne, you know, not not getting through on top for Belgium in this group. I think it's Belgium, Croatia, and then whatever between Morocco and Canada. I can't see anyone else. This really. is the tastiest group, I think, because KDB is the best player in the world. On yeah. um, I think Belgium will win it, and I'm going to shock people. I think Canada will sneak in. Wow. Okay. Sheesh. I think Jonathan David and Alfonso Davis, they play aggressive. Okay. They play really quick counter-attack football. Um, John Herdman as well. Interesting fact, the only coach in the history of the game to lead a men's and women's team Aha. to the World Cup. There you go. Get behind the herd dog. There you like go. Him. Okay, like it. Uh, next up is Group G. Uh, the favourite Brazil, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Brazil on top for me, clearly. Um, like what Serbia bring to the table in this World Cup too. Granite Xhaka obviously leading the line for Switzerland. Uh, Cameroon, probably everyone's favourite uh, South Af- uh, um, African team, I'd have thought. Um, they always they always are, um, you know, there or about in these World Cup group stages. Uh, for me, it's simple again, Brazil, Serbia. It'll be tough, but that, that, that Switzerland-Serbia game will dictate this, I think. I, this is another group that Cameroon, they always get a result at a World Cup. Mm. They're going to cost Serbia or Switzerland a place, but Brazil, world number one side for a reason. Led by Neymar, that team is fire. So I, I think Brazil and Serbia go through as well. But look look, look out for Cameroon. I reckon they're going to upset okay. someone this, this year. Like it, yeah. I was really warming to Cameroon when I did the preview earlier this week, but then I really looked through the squads again and again and again. And I just start, I just warmed to Serbia. I just like like the squad that they've uh, brought to this World Cup. Uh, final group, Pomia. Uh, before we wrap it up here, it's uh, Group H: uh, Uruguay, South Korea, Portugal, and Ghana. CR 7s going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Golden Boots winner. In the making, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's going to play angry. He's playing for a contract, presumably with another club. Look out. Look out. I've got a sneaky feeling that Ronaldo is going to come and really, really make a name for him, make a name in his last tournament. I've got Portugal, though, here uh, qualifying here, and I've got Uruguay as well. I think the Uruguay has just got too much class in that team. Um, I'd love to tip South Africa, Korea, but. I just think Uruguay are a class apart. But look out for Ronnie. Look out for Ronnie. I've got a feeling he's going to have a fantastic World Cup. Okay. Beautiful. Look out for Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. All right. Uh, you can find all your work uh, at Pommy in Oz, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's where you can find all your stuff. Uh, always a pleasure doing it with you on the overnight crowd, my friend. And, uh, well, World Cup coming up. Uh, it officially begins for us at SEN uh, tomorrow night, Sunday night into Monday morning. Um, I'll be hosting the SEN Football Hub, and I'm sure we're going to hear plenty of you throughout that, my friend. Looking forward to it. 
Mate, I'll, I'll pop in half time. Love 10 it. 10 beers deep and give you a song. <laughs> Love it. Superstar, mate. Great stuff. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.